Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies Night, where we work to give females increased self-esteem, establish a healthy self-identity, and motivate females to obtain high noble character as detailed in scripture. Get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT radio. Good evening, and welcome to the P31 Ladies Night. Tonight, we will talk about walking in perfect peace. But before we get started with our show, may we begin with prayer. Dear God, please give us a humble heart to yield to your instructions at all times so that we can prosper. Help us to obey you and let us be flexible for Holy Spirit's guidance. Let us follow when you lead, and let us be willing to receive your blessings whenever you are ready to hand them over. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
Tonight's show is being sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. Okay, sit back and relax, and let's break chains with Breaking Chains Ministry on YAT Radio. I am your host, Sonia Roberts. So we are talking about walking in perfect peace. It's a new month and a new opportunity to practice what we say we believe. We all know firsthand how difficult it is to keep our minds on God and God's promises when our circumstances distract us. So with that being said, we're going to open the floor to the first question. How do we control our distractions? Welcome to the show, ladies. Um, our first question for tonight, how do we control our distractions? Amy, are you there? Would you like to answer that question for me? If not, we'll move on to our next caller. Can anyone hear me out there? Yes. Okay. Who am I speaking with? This will be Iris. Oh, hey, Iris. How are you this evening? All right. And you? Would you like to I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Would you like to um, comment on anything about walking in perfect peace and how it would distract you? Uh, how do we control our distractions? If not, the truth is we have a promise in God's word that he will give perfect peace to those whose thoughts are fixed on him. Hello, somebody? But do you believe that he will give us perfect peace? And if so, how? I say when our thoughts are on him. I'm going to say he's leading God. I'm sorry I missed a minute ago. I had laid the phone down. I, was, I wasn't in the car. Okay, um, so how do, how do we control our distraction, distraction from our perfect peace? Uh, focusing, um, focusing on God, I guess, following his example, trying to do the right thing in all circumstances when you can. But do you believe that God would give, you per- give us perfect peace? Yes. Only with him we can get perfect peace, I think. How? Because he shows us the way everything's supposed to go. He leads the way and we supposed to follow his account. If we want to live a like Jesus, or be more like Jesus, I'm saying. So if we follow his example, which he always does the right thing in all situations, he controls his anger. Controls emotions, shows us the way to go, shows us the way to do things the correct way, although a lot of times we do it our way. Amen. Anyone else have a comment they would like to add to that or share yes. with us? Good evening. My name is Michelle Page. Good evening. Can you hear me? 
Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. When I when I when I'm distracted, I just pray and pray and pray and ask God to give me peace, to so that I can get focused on the things that I really need to do, such as whatever little bitty goals I have set this for that for that moment or that day, because those distractions can cause me to just you know do nothing, just do nothing but. Be distracted. Amen. So I just pray, pray, pray. I just pray, pray, pray. And ask God to, 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 to help me through this. Amen. Um, can you do me a favor, whoever? Uh, is, can you mute your phone if you're not speaking, please? Because I'm getting a lot of feedback. So no matter what your week or month looks like. Make a sound decision right now to keep your thoughts fixed on God's promises, and you can't go wrong. So my next question would be, and how do you think that we do that? Does anyone have anything they would like to add on? How do we – I'm not sure who's on the line, but – I see uh, Sister Iris is on the line. Uh, our overseer, Dr. Kemp, is on the line. Uh, I see Sister Amy is on the line. Um, anyone would like to share anything? If not, I think that we should meditate on his word. We should listen to worship. When bad thoughts, fears, or anxiety begin to flood our minds, We should rebuke those thoughts and speak the word of God because he did not give us the the spirit of fear. So one of our scriptures for um, walking in perfect peace would be Isaiah 26 and 3. He will keep us in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. What is perfect peace? Or what does it mean to be in perfect peace? In the Old Testament, it usually refers to the absence of war. The New Testament usually is about harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, and personal welfare. Webster's Dictionary defines it as peace is freedom from chaos and disturbance. God was so concerned with people being at peace with him, with others, and with themselves that he included the word peace in the Bible. How many times do you think peace was mentioned in the Bible? So, Sam, can you take a second? A guess? I'm say many, many times. <laughs> I know our overseer is on. Can you guess, Dr. Kemp? No, I cannot. But it should be used a lot of times. And the word that in, in, in biblical in biblical time, the word was shalom. It means peace. We yeah. had a, um, the Muslim, uh, the, the Muslim used the term because uh, the Hebrew and Aramaic is closely the same language, and Jesus would have even said, Salam Alaikum, 
Say salam. If somebody tell you salam, it says peace be unto you. But it was used so many times. This peace I leave with you. It's used so many times. And 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 I, I was listening. Um, I just left Bible study, but I was listening, and I, I heard what was being said. And um, when we, we we think about that peace, the peace that God give us is an understanding that we're going to go through things ups and downs in life, but that we have to learn to trust in him. You know, the Bible talks about it on several occasions. It says, "Say weeping might endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It tells us that God can give us this peace that the world can't give it to you, and the world sure enough cannot take it away. Jesus said, in me you would have peace, but in this world, John 16 and 33, but in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for behold, I've overcome the world. When you learn the word of God, and then you learn to meditate day and night and be like that tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in one time. You understand what it talks about by, for everything as a season. You have peace even in death. You know, when you when you understand that it's a time to live, it's a time to die, it's a time to plant, a time to pluck up, a time to cry, and time for laughter, uh, it tells you that in, in imitation. It tells you about these things. And when Jesus said, in me you'd have peace, he said, if we believe in his word and we understand that we have to suffer, but we're suffering for a cause, the suffering we're caused because we're partakers in the suffering of Jesus Christ. But I, I'm, I, I've learned to have perfect peace because I've understand that there's nothing new under heaven, that whatever I'm going through, somebody else have already been through it. So I have this peace, this peace inside of me that, that just, just surpasses things. And once we learn, I heard the young lady was saying about praying and praying. And we have to, the Bible asks us to pray without cease, that we're to pray while we're going through the storm and and you know what? What did Jesus say to the storm when he was on uh, on the Sea of Gennesaret with his his disciples? And a great storm came up. Peace, be still. And they did not understand yeah. what kind of man is this that even the winds mm-hmm. and seas obey him. Hush. That's what he said. Peace, be still. Just hush up. He was telling the winds and seas, be quiet and and the waves to stop, peace be still. So he could bring Amen. that peace in our life. Just wait on him patiently. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Well, the answer to that question was about 429 times that the word peace was mentioned in the, is mentioned in the Bible. So... Uh, Dr. Kemp, you were talking about peace. What type of peace is a combination of inward satisfaction? That was addressed to specifically me. Okay. Uh, The inward satisfaction. The inward satisfaction, uh, the spiritual satisfaction comes from Christ. God could make you, could give you an inward satisfaction if that's counting the spiritual satisfaction. But 
once we learn the word of God, I believe in the spiritual satisfaction will come from God because the the third fruit of the spirit is is peace. You see, the first is love, the second is joy, then is peace, and then the next one is patience. And patience talk about long suffering. That's what that's another term they use for patience. But but the peace that God gives us that surpasses all understanding. I I, I uh, think that inner peace with God gives us that even when we're going through things that we that that we could feel sure that God is with us. See, no matter what we're going through, we have to have that inner peace knowing that believe in his word that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Learn that day that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew your strength. We'll mount up with wings as eagles. We'll run and not be weary and walk and not faint. That God is there with us. When And believe his word when he say he'll never leave you nor forsake you. If you would ask the three Hebrew boys, they'd say he was with me in the fiery furnace. Ask Daniel the lions then. And you ask, you ask Joshua, he walked around with me the walls of Jericho, and I believed in him, and I had a peace of mind that he was going to bring the walls down and the walls come tumbling down. But we have to have that peace and understanding at all times that God is with us in that inner peace where the Holy Spirit indwells in you. But when that Holy Spirit is in you and you have those nine fruit of the Spirit and you understand that that peace, you have that peace with the Holy Spirit give you by giving you the knowledge from on high, and that's the word of God. That's why uh, you was told to eat the scrolls. I mean, digest the word of God. When you eat something, you digest it. You put it, put it inside of you, and it becomes a part of you. Well, we are to do that. We are to, to meditate on this word day and night. The Bible talks about it in the first psalm, talking about being like a tree planted by the river of water that will bring his fruit at his, at his own time. And Jesus tells us that we have to, ought to have peace because he suffered, and we we know that we're going to go through things too because Jesus suffered. Why we think we shouldn't have to do any suffering, and Jesus himself suffered on many things. God bless you. Amen. So by talking about peace um, in today's society, what do you think? peace for the believers today looks like? Sister Amos, you have? Uh, I'm going to say, comparing it, starting out saying with this uh, coronavirus, uh, peace is making it through it, surviving it, praying to God, listening to what he's telling you to do, self, using your brain, staying, trying to stay safe. You know, some people got the vaccine, some didn't. I feel like that's a personal choice, but just trying to do, listen to God and let him lead you. Amen. I say that um, they probably be flashing the peace sign or wearing a T-shirt with a peace symbol on it because, you know, they just think that perfect peace is all about uh, throwing up signs and wearing, wearing the clothing with stuff on it. That uh, what they call um, ah, uh, I forgot the word. It just went 
just went blank. But they're not they're not used to just sitting down thinking about what it is to walk in perfect peace, walking with God, talking with him, just sitting back in, just enjoying the present and everything. What do you know that perfect peace is off more than the absence of conflict? It is a combination of completeness and wholeness as a direct result of faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. Before Jesus left the world, he promised that he was leaving a gift. Do you know what that gift is? Does anyone know what that gift is or think that it would be? The The Holy Spirit. This peace I leave with you. Amen. Amen. I say peace of mind and heart. Yeah, he said this gift, this this peace, before he leave, he told him this peace I leave, leave with you. And then the lady, he said, I would not leave you comfortless. And he was talking about leaving the presence of the Holy Spirit who was going to come uh, 50 days later. But he said, this peace, talking about his peace, the understanding of the word and understanding of life. Amen. Amen. Those who do, do not experience perfect peace act as though Jesus' redemption work was not finished on the cross. What do you think about that? Do you think it should have been, do you think that it was finished at the cross? Or do you think that it was resolved? The same? Say the question again, do I think? I said those who do not experience those who do not experience perfect peace act as though Jesus' redemption work was not finished on the cross. What do you think about this? Do you think it was finished like it was at the cross? the cross? Yeah, I feel like he was finished at the cross because he died for all our sins. And when he died, that should have been the end of it, but we continued on to do what we wanted to do, doing not doing you know, the way of the Lord and doing what the word said. We start doing stuff our way, putting our own actions in it, you know, trying to make it fit us. Just everybody in general, I'm going to say. But I feel like it was, he finished it when he died, so I, all about him. Amen. Michelle, you have any feedback on that one? No, I'm listening. I'm listening and learning. Okay. Thank you for listening. Another verse that ties into the subject of life, according to John 14 and 27, perfect peace is, is accepting the gift of peace. However, it is not a physical, visible, or tangible gift. It is a gift that is much better than the peace the world tends to offer. It is one that soothes the mind and heart in times of trouble and turmoil. How do you enjoy perfect peace? You must have peace with him 
before you can have peace with others and yourself. That's what that's what I come up with. Amy, you have something uh, you want to say? Go ahead. If you were about to say something, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, having um, the world count, you said it earlier about having the peace being counted as not being a war. But having that perfect peace is knowing of Christ and knowing of his word and knowing that 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 trusting in God is is not going to keep us from having it won't keep us from not going through our trial and tribulation but knowing that God will be with us it gives you a peace of mind that God will be with you spiritually through all the things that we go through and all our endeavors in life that he's there with us and 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 and, and again um we talk about God or Jesus leaving the Holy Spirit. Uh, you and I also heard you say about the redemptive act. The redemptive act, the redeem, redemption means to be bought back. Jesus paid the total price. The check was wrote on Calvary's here. It was deposited in the bank when Christ was in the grave, and when he got up, it was paid in full. Our redemption was paid in full. The reason why I think it was Sister Amy, Sister Amy, the reason why man we do what we do is because man was created a free will moral agent. We could accept things, we could say yes or no to anything. There are people who honor God with their mouth, but their hearts are far away from Him. Uh, to walk in the peace of God is walking in His will and His way, and understanding that I, I just lost my nephew that. My nephew is gone, but so many billions of people have lost their nephews, and I know that he's, he's saved and in, in, in perfect peace. I could go along with that. Mother, father, sisters, and brothers I've lost. I haven't lost any kids, but I, I could be in perfect peace because God gave me that perfect peace. I can't understand it the way he does things, but I'm at peace. Like Job said, though you slay me, yet shall I trust you. You know, uh, I may not have everything that billionaires and millionaires have, but I've learned to be content at peace with what I do have. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't project myself to be certain things that I'm not. I'm not worried about other people so I could keep a peace of mind. We, we, we stay frustrated and don't have the peace of God. The Bible says that God have given a certain measure of faith to everybody. God have given man's men, every man, a certain limit to their ability. Some have more and some have less. But we ought to be satisfied and be at peace with whatever God gives us. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You know, there is no promise anywhere in the Bible which encourages us to believe that while we are in our earthly bodies, we shall experience freedom from trouble. But there is something far better. There is a promise of peace in the midst of trouble. Amen. And and we wonder, how does that perfect peace come to us? I say it comes to us through 
Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, his word, which is the, the Holy Bible, our obedience, which is our obedience to him and to his word, plenty of praise and worship. Therefore, listening to the um, the praise and worship, the songs, the gospels, getting into it and praying, you know, we have to fall on our knees and just ask the Lord sometimes for peace and understanding, and he will give those things to us. So does anyone have anything they would like to add to that? How does the perfect peace come to us? Amy, you have something you would like to say? Well, I'm going to agree with what you said, but I'm going to say also, like, you know, when people are going through hard times, tough times, say grieving, um, you praying, getting that peace, the so can just let it settle. You know, you feel upset about it, but he, he letting you see it. He's showing you, you know, they're in a better place. You know, the person that comes in a better place. He's taking that grief away from you, just giving you, I guess, positive, more positive, a positive outlook on it. So you can understand right. better. You know you're going to grieve it sad. But I feel like that's part of purpose peace. That's what we get purpose peace to. And you still praying about right. it. Praying about everybody. Does this peace add sufficiency to our lives? Or does it meet our needs? Do you think? Oh, it meets. I think it meets our needs. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Amen. Amen. We need it. There are... Right. Yes. There are two conditions that are mentioned in order that we have peace. Who is it that God will keep in perfect peace? Is it us? It is the one whose mind is steadfast and who trusts in you. Both of those expressions denote faith. But whereas one is a head word, the other is a heart word. So what is the difference? With our head, we believe. With our heart, we trust. With our head, we believe that God is the author of peace, the author and finisher, the giver of peace. With our heart, we trust him to bestow what he promises. As he said in the in the good book, he would give us perfect peace. So I would say always remember that the peace that Jesus gives us is not Circumstantially based, it is peace in bad circumstances, which means whenever we're going through stuff, he always brings us peace, peace when we're not even looking for it, peace that surpasses all things, anything we're going So we're going to step into the world. How does the world give us peace? Anybody have anything about any thoughts on how the world will give us peace? Amy, what you think? Personal gain. Do you think that the world is giving us peace or is just giving us satisfaction for the time being? Um, well, it's giving us satisfaction, 
we make it for the time being. So we make it fit what we wanted to fit. Amen. Do you think the world gives us peace by giving us a retirement account, health insurance? What about well, safety? Yeah. Um, protection. We got the police to help protect. Supposed to help protect us anyway. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> well, I guess it's the way we we interpret it the way we we go about doing it. Cause we always gonna put our part in it and not just rely on God. The way I look at it is is thankfulness. You know, thankfulness uh, to me when you start talking about uh, what the world gives you. I can't say that the world gives me peace, but I can say that there are things that I experience in this world that give me peace. It, and you know, but it, it's, it's, it's it's thankfulness yeah. for for the things that I do receive, even though it may not be enough, but it's more than what I had. So I'm thankful. Right. Amen. I uh, I like to share. We're thankful. We're we're at peace when when in our relationship. When there's no arguments, when you're meeting your financial objective, when you have enough to eat, you can rest at peace. When you feel safety, you're resting in peace. There are so many things that that, that that just mentally that you can feel, but it also goes spiritually. I heard earlier when we were reflecting on something about this mortal body, long as we're in this mortal body, we're going to suffer the vicissitudes of like the ups and downs, those days that that really troublesome. But Jesus always ever told us that we can overcome it in him. But now, once you get the glory and you take off this mortal body that gets sick, that get that ages, and, you know, your health, you may have a good peace of mind if you have a healthy body or your children, it is it, it, well. Are they making good grades? You have a peace of mind. But that spiritual peace comes when you are, are finished doing what you've done here and you take off this of mortality and put on immortality. Immortality talks about you never age, you never sick. In Revelation, it talks about wiping every tear from your eye. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more sickness, no more pain, no more sorrow. Former things are passed away. That's mortality. But then that you take off, then you take off, off, you have to take off this sin nature that we have, okay? And once you take that sin nature off, okay, and you don't put on your immortality, but then you have to take off that sin nature too, where you don't do wrong anymore. And and, and that's all a part of it. When a person leaves, we go to a place where there's no more sin and we could feel at peace. But long as we're in this world, we're going to go through ups and downs. But long as you have faith in God, that inner peace that God gives you, that inner peace, that spiritual peace, that, you know, surpasses all understanding that we could be for sure 
And, and as long as long as we uh, I, the, the young lady was speaking earlier about it, we have this sense of security because we have enough to eat, and it, it gives us a peace of mind. It gives you a peace of mind. You're able to pay your rent, your house notes. You're at peace. You can rest your because your your light and your your utilities are paid. That's a peace of mind. But there's a spiritual aspect to it. Jesus, after Jesus got up, he said, Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where's thy victory? And what he was saying that we don't have any, we should have a peace of mind knowing that Jesus robbed the grave of his victory. Oh, death, where's thy sting? He took the sting away from death and robbed the grave of his victory. That we don't have to worry, we get eternal life. And we go to a place where everything is going to be lovely. But on this earth, we can still have a peace knowing that that we're going to do this. And if we go to First uh, Thessalonians, the full chapter, starting at the 13th verse, where he talks about, I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning those who have fallen asleep in the sorrow of those who have no hope. And it talks about just that Jesus died and was raised from the dead. So shall we, and it said, and the Lord shall descend from heaven with the shout of, of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise, for those who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the cloud. And then he said, comfort ye one another with these words. We could be at peace knowing that God is coming back for us, and it's called the rapture, and the Greek is harpozoa. But we, we could have that peace of mind knowing that he's coming back for us one day. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Um, what does peace mean according to the Bible? Amy, you have anything you want to add? I see we have a new caller on the line. Is there anything you would like to say? Good evening. How are you? Good evening. It's Dallas. Hey y'all. Hey Dallas. How? Hey. I'm good. Good. Good to have you on the show. Tonight we're talking about walking in perfect peace. Um. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on walking in perfect peace? Um. I was. I guess like the perfect peace is like the peace that we get from God. Um. You know the peace that you get when. All like things are just going not so good around you, but you have you know an understanding and you know peace that everything's gonna be okay because God uh, is in control. I would say that's like basically having perfect peace. Um, it's not like the peace you can get from someone else, but like only from God. Amen. So you know we have distractions in our lives today. So how do you think that we can control those distractions when we're trying to have that perfect peace balance? Um, I would say staying just in the word, uh, continuously reading the word and understanding it and just knowing that, how you, you know, like what you get from it from doing the right things and not being, you know, distracted by what's going on. And knowing that um, 
you know, when you do what God says do, that your life will be better. So just knowing that part should, you know, help you out from just being distracted. But I would just say basically stand in the word. Amen. Um, I asked the question, what does peace mean according to the Bible? And um, I say that biblically, peace is more than just the absence of conflict. It is taking action to restore a broken situation. Anything that is going on in your life that is broken and that you want to fix, you know, they say just leave it and go on about your business or just leave it, turn it over to the Lord, pray about it, and just, you know, ask him for peace to restore whatever is broken in your life. It's more than a state of inner tranquility. It's a state of wholeness and completeness. Biblical peace is not something we can create on our own. It is a fruit of the spirit. So, therefore, we can sit and we can pray and ask the Lord for peace um, in our lives. And we can ask for different things that we would like in our lives as far as we can ask the Lord to remove those things that are not of him and to bring things that are peaceful that is of, that are of him that will be beneficial to our lives and to us and to others around us. Um, also, what does Christianity teach about peace? Anybody have a take on that? What about you, Dr. Kim? What does Christianity teach us about peace? Dr. Kemp, take your phone off mute. I'm talking and I'm on mute. Uh, Christianity, <laughs> when when he when Jesus was saying about having about in me you'd have peace, and then he have it it talks about a tranquil feeling when Jesus said in me you'll have peace, but Jesus was saying about having that tranquil feeling, knowing that God is with us through all that we go through, we could all have a peace of mind if we believe. First, though, you'd say you have to believe to receive. If you believe that God is a reward of those who diligently seek him, and the peace that God said, this peace I leave with you, and the peace that comes with you is the understanding, what the Bible talks about, is an understanding of something that's promised to you and that all we have to do is follow the recipe and we could get peace. Jesus said, my peace, I leave with you. Notice he didn't say the world peace because the world can't give you the peace of God. The peace of God is the knowledge of knowing that this world or what this world presents is not the end thing or the end results and has no power over you. Okay. So why is God's peace important? Dr. Kim? Because the, the reason God, oh, okay, well, the reason God's peace is important is because the peace that God gives you is not the worldly peace about uh, finances, 
being happy uh, because that, but the peace of God is a spiritual peace. See, this worldly peace that we have, meaning we have peace when everything is going good and, 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 and nothing is going wrong at home and you have in your home and every, you have everything that you want. So you're at peace. You, 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 you have protection. You, you sleep well. You have peace. But the peace of God is that for some reason you have this inner joy, this inner feeling inside of you. That regardless to it, like Joe said, though do, do you slay me, yet shall, yet shall I trust you. I know you give and you take away. The Bible says he raised up kings and he tear them down nations. I know that different things that happen in this world today, that God is going to tear it down. But I know that long as I have faith in him, I'm a winner. And I know that the battle was fought 2,000 years ago, the peace you've given me. I know that the battle was fought 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 what, 2,021 years ago, and the battle was won on Calvary's Hill. So all I have to do is get on the winning team and do what the winning, what the winning general or the winning, winning warrior, which is Jesus Christ, tell me to do, and I'm a winner. So I have this perfect peace. I understand for every time there's a season, I understand I have peace of mind knowing that it's a time for everything. Everything has a season. And once you understand the word of God, then you could have that perfect peace. Amen. Um, the peace that God gives to us, can it be taken away, Valerie? Do you think it can be taken away from us? Um, I feel like... Um, what God gives us can't be taken away unless we ourselves, you know, wouldn't accept it. But I feel like no one can take away what anything that God gives us. No one can take it away. Amen. Amen. The Bible says. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I agree. You can't take no, but they can't take it away. Nobody can take that away. Well, you know, uh, whatever God gives us, no man can take it away. Only God can remove it. You know, the Bible even talks about the salvation that he really gives. I know people say people were saved and they, they, they backed away. No, they were never saved. It was going by, you honor me with your mouth, but your heart is far away from me. The Bible say, he who holds in the hollow of his hand, and the devil in hell can't pluck him out. Nothing could separate you from the love of God. Paul was talking about himself, but he also was talking about us. And that if we truly love God and and, and we truly say we have that perfect joy, we have that perfect peace, we're in perfect joy with the Lord. Amen. How do you get to the peace that Jesus enjoys with the Father? How do you think that we get into that peace that Jesus enjoys with the Father? Ballad. Am I saying uh, uh, can you someone take a peace bag, a TV going on? Can you mute your phone, please? Uh, 
I'm okay, sorry about you, that. Um, the question was, how do you get into the peace that Jesus enjoyed with the Father, with his Father? Um, I would say, like, the way to get into it is basically asking God to give it to you. Um, you know, just allowing him to give it to you. You know, sometimes you ask for things and you still try to, you know, do it your way. But I just feel like, you know, basically ask asking God to give it to you. Amen. How do you get into the peace that Jesus enjoys with the Father? I'm going to say we trust in the Lord and put all our faith and our heart and everything and, and live as Jesus lives. Try to walk in his shoes. Trusting in Amen. faith and having faith. I say through infinite original righteousness and infinite reflected righteousness. They love each other infinitely. They delight in what they see in each other. So they share and they mimic what goes on with each other in each other's lives. How are how are you going to get into that by getting by going to the cross so he could purchase your forgiveness. How are you going to get in on that? That perfect peace. How are you going to get into in on that perfect peace? Dallas, how do you think you're going to get in on that perfect peace? Um, I would say by doing what God tells me to um, and basically just allowing him to work in my life. Um and you know, just to read the word and just get up, like you know, just get understanding. But like, basically, just allowing him to work in my life and also doing what God tells me to do. Amen. Amen. What you think about that? I'm saying you ask for ask for forgiveness and agree with what Dallas said. You know, do what God instructs you. Do what He gives, what He has for you. Because he ain't going to tell you no wrong. All they're going to do is, is see you in the right direction anyway. So you may as well stop doing what you want to do and listen to God, trust him, put your faith in him again. All right. Um, of what value would freedom from trouble be if we had no inward peace? Which, think about that, Amy. If we had no inward, inward peace, what value would freedom from trouble be? You wouldn't be free from trouble because trouble would be running rampant and evilness and everything else. <laughs> I think people are always saying, you know, I don't like how I'm not saying. I ain't going to say that. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say people always say, you know, you know, they're going to go to hell if they don't do this. You're going to be, we'll be living in hell is what I would say, but we really don't know what hell will be because we ain't even living in hell. Not yet. Right. Right. Dr. Kent, what you think? Take your phone off mute. Okay, restate that again. <laughs> I said that. Um, sure. I said that. Uh oh, I lost my. Of what value would freedom from trouble be if we had no inward peace? Well, <laughs> now. There's a different things like like with peace, you know, peace 
could be just uh, quiet, rest, solidarity, serenity. But if we didn't wasn't going through any struggles or anything, we could have a spiritual peace. But I think that if if you're not going through things, that would uh, be an earthly peace of mind, a spiritual peace of mind would be different, be a little bit different from that earthly peace of mind. When when God says he give you a peace, it's a peace that the world don't even understand it. The world don't understand it. You don't have to have to have the world to have peace, but you will have that serenity, you know, a lot of times people try to, you know, do use the implication of prosperity with it, and it could be a, a figurative uh, of uh, uh, implication of prosperity, but it's mainly having a, a, a quietness. A, a, in Christ, it talks about giving us rest, a restful soul. And I, 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 I when I, I look at things, I look at that to be, at peace with myself and be at peace with what God has given me and the things that God, because God is our peacemaker. And as, we, and, and as we go through life, he's primary our everything. And I look at peace as believing that God could do anything but fail. I think through my prayers, and if he, if, if he don't give it to me, what I ask, still at peace, because I know out of all the things you've done, you've given me enough. And so I'm at perfect peace. I have this quietness and this rest of perfection with me, and that's his perfect peace. Amen. Um, Dallas, I have a question just for you. Since you are mm-hmm. the youngest on our show, how does this perfect peace? No, that's not the one I want. What do you think peace for the believers today would look like in your generation? Uh, I believe um, we'll probably be all you know, um, almost like on one accord together. It's so like. Divided, I feel like, um, in my generation, um, you know, just, you know, it wouldn't be competition with each other as much as it is now. Um, you know, everybody in competition, girls, competition with girls, boys, and competition with boys. Um, I feel like, you know, just everyone wouldn't run to the um, internet with all of their problems because I see that a lot too. Like people really just, you know, put all their business out on social media and things like that. But I feel like if everyone just had like peace, you know, instead of running to the internet, they'll, you know, talk to God about it or they would allow God to handle their situation. Um, I just, I don't know. I just see so much going on. Like, it's so much like beef going on with people in my, you know, generation. Like, um, yeah, people just, you know, like I said, divided. People don't like so many people just don't like each other. Um, 
And I used to like it's basically a unpeaceful place, you know what I'm saying? Like my generation. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like um it would just look basically not like what I just explained, but it'd be a better environment. Um mm-hmm. but like I could show that my generation is lacking, you know, peace and like you know, the peace that God gives us. Amen. Do you have perfect peace? Um, Are you at peace with everything with yourself or in your situation yourself? Um, I feel like I'm in the in the learning process of just allowing God to just, you know, give me the peace. Like I literally today was like I keep like a journal sometimes, like I just write and when I feel like I'm just, you know, overwhelmed. I try to write down my, you know, my thoughts and stuff. And once I write down my thoughts, I realize, like, how much basically that I need God and uh, I need his peace because sometimes I do try to take things in my own hands and, you know, worry about so much stuff. But um, once when I allow God to, like, give me the peace, then I just realize that, you know, everything comes to pass and, um <laughs> Yeah, it just basically everything comes to pass, and um, yeah, the peace that God gives me is what helps me. Um, you know, the process. Okay. Just a lot. Isn't it? Well, we're at the top of the hour, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to open up the phone line. So if you have any comments, questions, want to give God some praise, give us a call at 858-357-9137. Tonight's show is being sponsored by the Williams Group and Jade Ari Enterprises. Yeah. 
Welcome back. Now we're going to give our closing remarks. So the floor is now open. Go ahead with your remarks, please. So, Simon, you can go ahead with your remarks if you have any. My final remarks. Um, continue to trust and have faith in the Lord. Put all your trust and faith in the Lord. Continue to try to walk with Jesus. Let him lead and guide you. Because what God got for you, can't nobody knock. Um, Amen. And try to continue to strive for have, trying to get the perfect peace. Those are my final comments. Amen. Dallas, do you have any final, any closing remarks? Um, I would just say, you know, speak God with everything that you do. You know, continue to keep God first, and know that um, the world peace is a uh, very temporary, but. God's peace lasts um, our entire life, so I would just say, you know, seek God's peace because his is um, basically what we need. Amen. 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 Dr. Kemp, you have any closing remarks? Yes, I do have a closing remark. Not much. <clears throat> I don't have much to say in the closing remark because you later did such a wonderful job, but just that trust God, depend on God, live for the Lord, and he will give you that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding just by you walking in his ways, meaning live. <clears throat> once we begin to live for the Lord and understand his word, he will give us this rest, this tranquilness, this peace that surpasses all understanding. God bless you. And again, Evangelist Sonia, wonderful program. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners out there this evening for tuning in to our show. Uh, now we will have our little-known Black History Faith and our wellness check. Our little-known black history fact is Lear Green. While many know the incredible story of Henry Box Brown, who escaped slavery by shipping himself from Virginia to Pennsylvania, Lear Green's story has been somewhat lost to history. Greer was an enslaved woman who made a daring escape in order to marry the man of her choice and bear free children. Green was able to gain her freedom after being stashed away in a fellow's chest in a grueling journey from Maryland to Pennsylvania. Green was born in 1839 and was purchased by a Maryland butter merchant as a young child. At the age of 18, Green met a free black man, William Adams, who asked her for her hand in marriage. The couple enjoyed just three years of freedom and wedding bliss. Green suddenly died at the age of 21 for unknown reasons. Green's escape was one of several related events that were supported by the efforts of the Underground Railroad. That was our little-known black history fact. Our wellness for this evening is five reasons to roll out the yoga mat. If you haven't tried yoga yet, 
then you've been missing out. Start a daily or weekly practice has tremendous benefits for everyone at any fitness level. One, it reduces stress and relieves depression. Two, it boosts the immune system. Three, it lowers blood pressure. I'm sorry, blood sugar. It increases mindfulness and lowers blood pressure. Seek the guidance of your health professional by consulting your physician before starting any exercise program. As always, don't forget to drink your eight glasses of water daily. Now, uh, Sister Amy, can you close us out in prayer, please? Father God, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't say thank you enough, Lord. We hope that tonight, um, everyone that's listening, everyone that participated, we thank them. We hope they get something out of this and uh, use it in their life, apply it to life, to everyday life. Um, We just pray that you continue to lead us and guide us, Lord, in the right direction because we know with you we can never fail. We ask you to keep everybody in your blessing, in your prayers. These lessons we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. We'd like to thank you for listening to our show tonight on Walking in Perfect Peace. I hope something was said that shed some light on this. On this, And like others, I hope some chains will broke in your life. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night with the Men of Valor at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Breaking Chains Ministry on YAC Radio. Tonight's show has been sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadar Enterprise. Always remember, change is possible, but learn self-love. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Trust him. Be blessed and have a good night. You've been listening to Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies on YAT Radio, where each week we discuss the importance of female self-esteem, self-identity, and noble character. You can always get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. That's Breaking Chains, where we leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence.